North Pole Hotline. We've decked the halls for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store wide now on party perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just seven bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12 select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details. Blog Talk Radio. How are we doing tonight, Thursday night on the Hot Corner? You're here with your host, Dr. Ray, from Miami, chiropractor. Um, tonight we got a great show. If you can't tell, I'm super pumped up. Um, it's my favorite week of the year, my favorite weekend of the year this week. Um, and we are talking tonight about Florida State and Miami. We're talking a lot uh, tonight about what's happening on the college football grand scheme of things. Uh, tonight on the Hot Corner, we're also talking about our Fantasy Football League. There's a lot of shakeup going on right now. It's anybody's league, so we're going to get into all that, and we're going to talk about pickups uh, for the playoff run right there. Uh, but tonight, we're, we're uh, also happy to have on a special guest tonight. Uh, we're bringing on Leah Pittard from Fierce Simplicity. And uh, for all you guys out there, uh, you definitely want to pay attention because you might get some pretty good ideas if you've been with your girl for a long time and you don't know what to get her now coming up for the holidays. Maybe a nice little trip to someplace warm. Maybe a nice, you know, maybe, and maybe Leah will tell us uh, about what you guys can get for her to uh, make her feel, you know, empowered and sexy and strong. And the better she feels, man, what do they say? Happy wife, happy life, right? So uh, we'll, see, we'll see what Leah has to say about that in a little bit. Um, but I want to go ahead and bring on my co-host, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Manuel T. the III, the commissioner of IFPS Softball, the man that makes this all possible. Sir, how you doing tonight? Yo, 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 Dr. Ray, what's going on, brother? Not too much, my man. You know, you know, it's uh, my favorite night of the week, man. Yes, sir. I love Wednesday nights. Now it's Wednesday nights. It used to be Thursday nights. Now it's my favorite night is Wednesday nights. Our, our favorite nights have switched. Excellent, man. Well, uh, I know that you're the enemy this week, um, and you were actually the enemy last week since we played each other in fantasy. And we'll talk about what happened there in a little bit. Um, but you're the enemy. <laughs> and you're, but you're the enemy this week as far as you know my alma mater goes, man. You know I'm a big Florida State guy. Um, I was thinking about rocking my FSU jersey the whole week for this week. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll get to all that a little bit later on as well too. Um, <clears throat> but real quick, actually, Manny, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? What, what, what do you think? I think UM is gonna gonna trample all over the uh all right, the I'm defending gonna have to champs, right there. I'm gonna have to cut you off right there. <laughs> <laughs> right there. <laughs> nah man, no. We'll we'll get we'll get into the details a little bit later on. But um 
we also want to hear from you guys tonight. Uh, for anybody out there listening, if you want to call into the show, the uh, the guest call in number is area code three four seven six three seven three nine seven eight. And again, tonight we want to know what you think about the UM FSU rivalry. I personally think it's the best rivalry in college football. Maybe it's because it's my alma mater, whatever the case is. But hey, if you're an Ohio State fan, maybe you think there's a better rivalry. Uh, but let me know about it. That's that's what we're talking about tonight. Best rivalries in college football since it's rivalry rivalry week down here in South Florida um, and in Tallahassee. Uh, we also want to know what your top three moments are. So we're going to talk about the top three moments in UMFSU history. Um, I'm going to pick ones that are all good for FSU. I'm sure Manny's going to pick them that are all good for UM. So you guys should get a, a good top three from each of us. And uh, in addition, uh, we're also going to be talking tonight about our uh, well, our health topic of the night, excuse me, is going to remain on prostate cancer as it as it has been for the month. So later on, we're going to be talking a little bit more about prevention of prostate cancer and how that can happen. And, and for people that have been diagnosed with cancer or a possibility of cancer, we're going to talk about the efficacy of some of the testing and some of the different things that go along with, you know, if you are scared, if there's a prostate scare, you know, how do we know if it's benign prostatic hypertrophy or BPH, which thousands, hundreds of thousands of men suffer from in the U.S. as well, and we'll get into all that. So we'll talk about red flags and all that when we get to our health topic for the night. Um, but we do have a special guest tonight. Uh, I'm very happy to have on the show with us tonight uh, a young young lady that has impressed me from the moment that I met her. Um, she is a entrepreneur, and she is... Uh, the owner, founder of Fear Simplicity, uh, which is a women's luxury brand that basically embodies the spirit of the traveler. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring Leah Pittard on right now so she can tell us a little bit more about Fear Simplicity and uh, and what it's all about. Leah, how you doing? Hi, Dr. Ray. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing excellent. Good to have you on the show. Uh, first of all, before we get into Fear Simplicity and what and what it's all about, do you have any stake in the UM FSU? Do you follow any college football at all? <laughs> I'm actually a big UM fan, so oh, <laughs> <Sorry> well, <laughs> Sorry, we're gonna have to cut your interview a little short. Uh moving on. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. No, we definitely want it. I still have love for UM fans, you know. I'm I'm from Miami, um, but I gotta stick with my alma mater, you know, they're the guys that helped me pay the bills. So uh all right. Well, glad to know you have a stake in it at least. So maybe we'll ask you what your top three moments are in a little while and put you on the spot. But um, why don't you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself first and, and what got what got Fear Simplicity started? Um, well, I'm 24. I'm originally from Massachusetts, and I moved to Florida last year, and I decided I wanted to start my own company. I didn't like working for anyone else. And I thought, what was a better way to launch a new business um, by selling bikinis, sexy swimwear, to women who are always on the beach because all are surrounded by beaches. So I decided to launch a swimwear company. Okay. Excellent. And so how did you come up with the name? Um, well, I wanted to have a name that was really creative and kind of were two contradicting properties, like being fierce and simple at the same time. Um, it really reminded me of the beach and how the ocean is. The ocean is very peaceful. People go there to relax. It's very reserved. But it also has a very destructive side that's very powerful and very very forceful. And I felt like those two contradicting things really develop one all-well-rounded product. 
And that's what I want to incorporate with my swimsuit and to really get that side of women because we're really sexy, we're very subtle and pretty and beautiful, but we're also very forceful and very powerful. So I wanted that to be shown in the company's name. Wow, yeah, I couldn't agree with you any more on that. And I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but, I mean, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head right there. It, there really is that, that side. You know, women can be, you know, as you mentioned, just extremely beautiful and serene and just, you know, take all your stress away. And then at the same time, you can get it sucked into that rich time <laughs> and you can end up drowning in the middle of the sea. So, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> that is great. Um, okay, and so, you know, basically, what's your target market here? What you know is this for women of all ages? Is there specific type of women that are drawn more to your to your product here? Or you know, tell me a little bit more about that. Who is who is fierce simplicity really for? Um, fierce simplicity is for sexy women who are very conscious on their looks. They are very health conscious. They're aware of what they wear, what they eat, who they surround themselves with. They like going out. They like going on cruises, on yachts. They drink with their friends. And they're very lively, outgoing women. And that's the type of swimsuit that I sell. It's a very sexy swimsuit that says, look at me. I'm very confident. It's very subtle, very simple, because I don't think as a woman you have to really put yourself out there to be sexy. I think you just need to be classy, elegant, and know who you are. So that's the type of woman that wears fierce simplicity. Uh, that sounds really good. Um, I'd like to be on a yacht myself. Do you have any bathing suits for... <laughs> just, just kidding, just kidding. All right, so um, now that we know who it's for, um, where can some of our listeners find uh, your, your swimsuits? Is there any way that they can see catalogs and those kinds of things online? Is, your your business is based primarily online, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, so, so where can they where can they find you? To find Fear Simplicity, you literally can just log on to www.fearsimplicity.com or you can check out our Instagram page and some of our really sexy models to see how your girl looks in a bikini. Like our Instagram is at Fear Simplicity and our Facebook is facebook.com slash Fear Simplicity. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I'm looking at your website now. You guys really have... Uh... All kinds of, yeah, I mean, not just swimsuits. It looks like you guys have also some accessories as well, too. Yes, we have accessories, cover-ups. We have really cute long bikini sets for all you men who want to see your girl's really cute booty out there. <laughs> but we're very a very eclectic collection of not just swimsuits, but everything you would need to look really good on the beach. That sounds amazing. So, you know... I understand where you got your inspiration for the name of the company and, and what it represents, but how do you, you know, where do you get inspiration for new designs and how do you, you know, how do you keep up with the fashion and, and the industry and, and do you try to mold your own industry? I mean, tell me a little bit about that. Well, being a beach lover myself, and I'm fairly young, I like to go out a lot, so I'm always observing, like, who's on the beach and what they're wearing. So as a woman myself, I'm very aware of how I present myself on the beach and so I try to really accommodate all the various needs you would need because I think women need bikinis and outfits that can really transition from maybe staying on the beach to meeting friends afterwards for drinks in bars and lounges to even going out afterwards, especially when you're on a vacation. It's really hard to be running back and forth to your hotel, so I like 
to create transitional outfits and swimsuits that really reflect the lifestyle of luxury and being a vacation. So I just try to really observe how women transition and pull that into my design. Excellent. That sounds that sounds really great. And uh, you know, you mentioned you mentioned a little bit that it that it embodies the spirit of the of the healthy traveler. And uh, yeah. you know that you get that you get these things going. And I know that you you said some things about you know um, they know what they're they know what they're eating and those kinds of things. Where do you where do you get your inspiration for that? And and what made you want to tie that into you know into your into your line? Well, I myself I work out fairly often, um, and I know especially being in Miami, a lot of my friends they're models. They're um, ambassadors and sponsors for different programs and different companies. And so I know, especially in Miami, it's really important to not just be concerned with your look, but how you're eating and how you're sleeping. So when I first came here, I really started getting into organic eating and watching what I take in and how I just, like, sleep and the patterns I really create. And I realized that I was not only just helping how I look, but helping how I sleep, how I act, how I think, and just becoming a really well-rounded person. So I thought only it was really natural to bring that into swimsuits as people should always want to better themselves, not just externally on their appearance, but inwardly as well. And I think once you start working on your appearance by working out and eating right, it just naturally all comes together. Okay. I got you. That sounds great. And I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I think, you know, not only the better that you look, the more confidence that you have, but the better that you feel, the more confidence that you have. And I think that that's a, that's a really big part about, you know, just the, the aura that a lot of people exude. So I, I like how you, you tied that in there. Um, so what can you tell me about what's next, what's coming up? I know that now we have we have winter time coming up right now. So are you, like, in hibernation, just concocting all kinds of new trends <laughs> that are coming up for, for next summer, or what's going on right now? Well, I'm always coming up with new trends, but being solely based online, it gives me sort of an advantage over stores that are simply retail stores and not brick and mortar stores. So I have been able to tap into industries nationally and internationally. So currently, I'm marketing more on countries like Australia um, and Dubai and in um, South America because their weather is normally um, warm year-round in Australia. Their opposite are winters, so they're approaching their end of their spring into their summer. So that's my target market. And then from there, I'm looking to really um, launch Fierce Simplicity to become a very well-known brand internationally by linking up with cruise lines and resort companies to sell my products year-round. So that's my next step. Wow, that's 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 a great idea right there. Um, really, really great idea. I mean, you know, what can you tell us about, and what would you say is the secret to your success at this point? I mean, it's been, you know, a little under two years since you started Fear Simplicity, and already, you know, you're in, what is it, 35 different countries already? And in addition, you, your swimsuits have appeared in magazines like Sports Illustrated. I mean, that's a, that's a big jump from opening a company. So, what would you say has been your motivation and, and also, you know, your secret to success? <laughs> well, I guess my secret to success is a really a big secret. I would say that it's being collaborative and being willing to work with different people and different companies and organizations. I have been able to develop a really strong, loyal following 
through collaboration. I now have over 62,000 followers on my Instagram page alone. And on my Facebook page, I have something like 9,000. And I attribute that to being able to work with different models in different locations and gaining their trust and confidence and their suggestions to pull into my design, which has then led to other people want to work with me. And I would say my biggest thing would be my passion behind everything that I do. I really, really want a successful company, and I think in order to do that, you always have to be willing to listen to your customers and be able to watch trends that are happening and incorporate their needs with not only what they like but with what you like as well. I love my swimsuits, and I love my customers, and I love my company. So everything that I do, I try to translate that from the packaging down to the product, down to my interactions with the customer themselves. I just make sure that I always try to get across how much I do love my company and how much I do want to make them happy and keep that passion alive, just not with the customers, but with my company as well. Wow, that sounds great. That sounds great. Um, you know, that actually leads me to my next question. That's perfect, Leah. Um, I'm sure a lot of the guys out there listening, if they're like me at all, you know, whenever it comes to buying my, my girl something, I never know what the heck to get her. You know, she is extreme, she's extremely picky. Um, you know, it, it's always, it seems like, oh, you know, yeah, I kind of like it, but I don't kind of like it, you know, and then they kind of yeah. feel, it's kind of like that ugly Christmas sweater that grandma sews you that you just kind of have to wear <laughs> type thing. Um, For those so, socks. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right, the socks. So what can, what can you tell the guys out there listening, you know, if they if they want to get something for their girl, would fear simplicity be a good idea for them? And what advice would you give them in their hunt to find the perfect gift now coming up for the holidays? Well, for the holidays, I think a perfect gift to give someone is always a gift that kind of keeps giving. <laughs> um, I know personally um, my best gifts have always been gifts that people don't expect. So for the holidays, I would say, a vacation or a trip somewhere or a getaway because you can create amazing, amazing memories. And then with that, you always want to be able to add little trinkets into the gift. So I would get a gift like a cruise or a trip down south somewhere warm and a sexy bikini that says, I know you're amazing, I love your body, and this is what I want you to wear on our trip. And what better place to get it from than a fierce simplicity. But I would say a trip, some sexy bikinis, of course, some sexy lingerie because women, we really do love lingerie on the low. We love lingerie and love bikinis. So you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right on that. Um, I think I've seen about a 1,000 swimming suits in my in my fiancé's closet, but I don't think I've ever seen them wear all of them. So <laughs> I think it's just maybe a collector's item sometimes, but... Um, either way, I know that she loves going shopping for those, and she actually specifically has asked me before, can we go swimsuit shopping? So, um, you know, I definitely think it's a good gift out there, especially when it's paired with something like a vacation, and it's just another one of those little surprises that you pull out, but, you know, that's an excellent idea, Leah, so thanks thanks for alerting all these guys out there, and hopefully they can improve their relations with their ladies as well, too, and, uh, you know, because they do say happy wife, happy life. Is that the truth? Oh, it's absolutely the truth. When we're happy, you're automatically happy. <laughs> yeah, so it, so if a woman's happy, then basically it's it's the the simplicity part of fear simplicity, right? Like the beautiful, serene, you know, relaxed, sun on your face type side, right? <laughs> exactly. The, I'll cook for you. I'll clean. I'll behave. 
Yeah, there we go. That's all right. So <laughs> all you guys head over to Fear Simplicity and check it out. And uh Leah, why don't you go ahead and, and tell everybody again, you know, where they can find you. Um and maybe some of your best sellers so that they have an idea of you know what's popular um and those kinds of things as we wrap up the interview with you. Well, you can find me on my website at www.fearsimplicity.com. And currently, our best collection is our Black Lux collection. Um, I know every lady out there looks absolutely amazing in black, and you can't go wrong with designs that are really sexy and really simple. So check out fearsimplicity.com. All right, excellent. So everybody head out there and uh, check out Leah's uh, Instagram as well, too. There's plenty of uh, examples of, you know, what's going on and, and the models that are wearing her bathing suits so you guys can get an idea of what they actually look like on on the women out there and, and see if it's something you can picture your girl in. So, uh, Leah, I want to thank you for coming on the show with us tonight and, and telling us all about Fear Simplicity and, you know, maybe sometime in the future when you venture off into your next, you know, thing that you're going to want to go ahead and conquer there, you can come back on and tell us all about it again. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. Have a great one, all right? You as well. Okay. Take care. All right. That was awesome. So, Leah... Pittard from Fierce Simplicity, guys. You want to go ahead and check that out. Um, <clears throat> definitely some awesome bathing suits. I think I'm going to be making a purchase for my girl. Um, the good thing is I think she doesn't listen to the show, so I, I don't think I just ruined the surprise. Uh, <laughs> so that's a good thing there. But uh, all right, so let's go ahead and let's move on a little bit. So let's take it from the beach uh, over to the football field. And uh, let's go ahead and talk a little bit first about some uh, fantasy football. Um, so fantasy football. We have got some stuff to talk about tonight. Mr. Manny, tell me about what happened last week, man. Uh, Mr. Ferrero is not here at the moment. Please leave your message <laughs> at the tone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it was a good game. It was a good game. We had a good game last week. Dr. Ray, I don't know what happened to my guys, man. Hey, but what am I going to do, man? I'm... I'm this is my first season doing this. Really, I'm I'm currently in uh, I'm currently in eighth place, man. Wow. Does that mean I'm out of the playoff right now, or still do I still make it? How does this work, Doctor Ray? Well, it's the top six teams, and there's actually three weeks left oh, before wow. the playoff start. So you oh, still man. have a chance to get in there. You still have a chance to get in there. That's for sure. But you know. The the funny part is, you know, in the beginning of the year, there's a, there's no bye weeks, you know, there's there's no injuries, those kinds of things, you know. As the year goes on, you know, the the people that really kind of take stock and and hold on to their guys because a lot of people will actually have a really good draft, but then they'll go ahead and they'll start dropping people all over the place, you know, and picking up the hot hand. But sometimes those those hot hands don't really last. Um, and that's something that can happen to a lot of people out there, you know, and one of the things that you always want to do is go into a draft and think about, you know, long-term. It's kind of like stock. You know, when you when you have stock and, and you start putting in stock and you start putting money into it, even if the stock goes down a little bit, it actually works out for you because you can buy more shares, and as the price rises, you end up being able to increase your money more that way, and sometimes you just have to hang on to the guys that, that you think, oh, man, this guy is not going to be good to hold on. Like Monty Ball, for example. Monte Ball was was one of the top four or five rounds, you know, pick on average. 
going into the season, everybody dropped him when Ronnie Hillman started to, to, to pop off. And now, where are we? We're back at right at the beginning of the year again, where Monte Ball is, is more than likely going to assume these duties, you know, unless the coach is going to stick with a hot hand and give it over to C.J. Anderson, who kind of had a little bit of a breakout week last week. But, you know, at the same time, when I look at what happens in fantasy football, I think a lot of players are products of the systems. You know, um, for example, Mark Sanchez. You take Mark Sanchez and you put him in New York. Horrible quarterback, but fumble quarterback. You know, you put him in Philadelphia in Chip Kelly's offense, and now you might be cooking with gas. All right, so it, it all depends on not to, you know, every player, of course, there's a huge difference between Adrian Peterson and Matt Aziata. But if you put people and players that are, you know, these are all NFL talents. You know, these guys aren't just, you know, I love when people say, oh, that guy sucks. You know, this guy is in the NFL. He is a world-class athlete. It does not get better than than what this guy is. And, you know, you put him in the right system for the right style of, of that player, and that's when you get one of these fantasy stars. You know, so sometimes you just have to hold on to those investments a little bit more, but it's not – you know, the waiver wire is really important, but I think having a strong draft and sticking with your with your instinct there in the draft is really important. And, you know, in the past for me, that's always been part of my success is, is you know, picking up the hot hand, but also knowing the guys that we want to, that we want to try to hang on to as much as possible. So, you know, Manny, what do you, what do you think about that whole situation? Do you feel like you've been a very, you know, up and down, picking up the hot hand, forgetting about the guys that you drafted, or do you think you you've been loyal to your draft? Uh, I've uh, I've done a little bit of both, to be honest with you, Doctor Ray. I've picked up a few, but I've all I've still held to to the majority of my of my draft picks, man. So I, I guess a little bit of both. All right, I got you. So a little, a little bit of both, a little bit of all right. I, I'm with you. Um, well, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about you know. I talked about Martavis Bryant um, a couple weeks ago, and you know, saying you know you got to go, you got to pick this guy up, you got to check this guy out. Um, and for the last couple weeks, he's really blown up. Now I want you guys to listen up and try and go get this guy if he's out there. Ever since. Tony Sperano has taken over in Oakland. Michael Rivera has been leading the team almost in targets. He's had 15, 18, and 19 points the last three weeks since Tony Sperano took over. If you remember, Tony Sperano, when he was the coach of Florida, uh, excuse me, of Miami, we had a very strong, you know, tight end play that Anthony Fasano was a great play at that time because he was always getting looks. So I would suggest if you guys need a tight end, down the stretch, this is a guy that's available in plenty of leagues right now. Go check out Michael Rivera and see if he's on the waiver wires. And, and he should help make you make a nice deep playoff run, especially the guys out there that have Jordan Cameron out. we got Jason Witten on bye this week. You know, so go and check out Michael Rivera and see if you can if you can make that, that pick up there. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if he, uh, if he had a pretty good week. Now, I know this week he's going up against San Diego. And San Diego has been stingy against the tight end, so you might not see it come through right away. But I think that's a, that's a pick that will pay a pickup that will pay some dividends. So uh, that that about does it. Now I know that we have our main man, uh, the bus drivers, on the line tonight, and the bus drivers wanted to, he he wanted to talk a little bit of fantasy football tonight. 
Um, but I want to bring Tony into a little bit because Tony um, has been talking to me about something that I'm really passionate about, and, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, talk to Tony about a little something, and I'm going to give it away right here. Um, Hello? <laughs> Hello? That's right, baby. You're going to be hearing that all week, Manny. You're going to be hearing it all week, baby. Tony, how you doing, my man? You ready to talk to me? Oh, all right, Dr. Cold? Ray. I'm doing all right. Pretty That's cold up here in Missouri. It just dropped. We just had like a 40-degree deficit. It was like 70 one day, and now it's like in the 20s now. Ooh, man. Well, yeah, like, I'll tell you what. Like, yes, it never, like the other day. It never gets that cold down here, um, and I'm sure you know that. And I hate to rub yeah. it in, my man, but uh, make sure you stay warm up there. That's good for your health to stay warm. Keep that neck covered, and, and uh, make sure you keep that head covered as well, too. Get a nice beanie on or a hoodie or something like that so you can keep your body warm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've got my Redskins beanie and my Chiefs beanie, my hey, new era hey, one. Yeah. That but, uh, I like the skins. I like the skins, too, man. They got a big showdown this weekend. But uh, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about fantasy or you want to talk about what's happening in college football right now? Well, I kind of wanted to uh, talk about fantasy right now because uh, that thing you were saying about the the system that they're in, not necessarily the player who it is, uh, is playing uh, has a lot to do with, like, how many points they put up. Like, I think a really declining player right now is Percy Harvin, for example. Like, he was doing great when he was playing for the Seahawks just because they utilized that, uh, I believe it's called a jet sweep where the wide receiver takes the ball and he uh, shifts over. He's doing a lot of shifting, and uh, that was working out great for them. But then uh, they just, like, had, like, lacks in communication because of it, or I don't know, because probably because of Percy Harvin, but now he's with the Jets, and they are awful, and their system doesn't really work that well. It doesn't manipulate him like that. I mean, they do go to him a lot, but it's not the same. Yeah, you know, I agree with you there for sure. Um, I do think that the Jets are trying to get him a lot more involved, though. Um, he had 11 touches last week, um, excuse me, the first week that he was with the team, and I think it's going to take them a little bit of time to get involved there, but, I mean, quite honestly, the Jets don't really have any other options. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up putting Percy Harvin at quarterback sometime soon. So, you know, I'm not sure. I'm kind of on the fence with him right now um, as far as to whether he's declining or not. You know, I think the move to New York could in the long run maybe even be better for him, maybe not this season. Um, You know, and and now this season is really important because we're getting up to the – of course, to the playoffs now within the next three weeks. So everybody's got to make sure that they're in that top six. Um, but, you know, I, I I know exactly what you're saying. And I, and like I, I said it before, and I'll say it again, you know, I think that there's always exceptions to the rule. Uh, but for the most part, it's very, very, very important that, you know, you look at players that are in their, in the system, you know, and, and you want to try to find players that are going to go and be in in a system that they can fit into. You know, and as I mentioned before, you know, I think like the the situation in De- let's take Denver for example. If you if you think about Terrell Davis, Mike Anderson, you know, all those backs in the days that just just were two thousand yard rushers every year, and it didn't matter who was in the backfield for Mike Shanahan, it was they were a two thousand yard rusher. 
you know, people that you've never even heard of before, people that, that never did anything else afterward. But, you know, they were a product of that zone-blocking scheme with a great offensive line, you know, and, and a good game manager at quarterback. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, but, you know, I, I I agree with you on the system. But uh, and anything else you wanted to mention about uh, fantasy at all there? Uh, no, I think it's going to be a good matchup this week. Uh, it's a lot of good matchups. Like, uh, those are the side... Uh, it could put me into, like, third place or it could boost me, I don't know, maybe into a first-place tie again. I'm not sure, but it's going to be a good matchup. Well, i tell you what, the the race is heating up, man. We've got one team at 7-3, and Hans the Renegades, and then we've got three teams at at 6-4, and four, and that's you. Uh, Hans the Jafakin. Hans the Jafakin, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got some of that in the smack talk going on. And uh and then Boral Combat, of course, um who has been, you know, uh on on a two game win streak here. And then moving down we have of course myself in fifth place, I don't see Bia Bail Bonds in sixth, and then Fisher Law Firm in seventh, and we're all tied with the same five and five record. Um but <clears throat> of course points matter when you have the same record and so I'm doing a little bit better on there with those guys, but we've got uh, Shelley's team and Manny tied in eighth and ninth, respectively. And then finally, to, to you know, close things out, and at the bottom of the barrel, though, we've got the Volcano Princess, who is on a four-game losing streak, unfortunately. But this week, we've actually got some really important matchups. It's you versus Bortle Combat, so one of you guys is going to drop, and one of you guys is going to move up. So, real, real big uh, matchup right there. Uh, we also have Adam Sivia Bail Bonds versus LL Cool K, um, and that's you know a very close five and five versus six and four. And then the biggest matchup of the week, of course, I'm going to say my matchup is the biggest one of the week. But I'm playing Renegade, so I'm playing the Jafakin this week. And uh, it looks like the Jafakin might be in a little bit of trouble this week because he's got it's his bye week. Yep, yeah, he's got it's a couple guys that are out of bye. So uh, it should be fun. I'm excited to see what we got going on. And, uh, you know, he's got Jason Witten on by. And I just t- I just told everybody to go pick up Michael Rivera. So I'm going to have to go pick up Michael Rivera before he picks up Michael Rivera. Otherwise, he might use my own tight end against me, and I can't have that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Manny, what do you think about the league so far? Give me your input. What happened last week, my man? What happened last week? My my guys didn't perform like I told them to, man. I had, I gave them a pep talk and everything. I I, uh, I lit up some candles. I uh, you know I put out some flowers and everything. I, I prayed to the fantasy football gods, but these guys just didn't they didn't perform, man. You had the santeria going, huh? Not uh not santeria. My own uh, my own rituals, brother. <laughs> No chickens involved, right? No, 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 no. no. I don't. Right, I don't uh, practice in any uh, animal killing or anything like that. I, I, I walk over ants and beetles and all, everything, man. I'm a, I'm a right. Buddhist when it comes to that stuff. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah, we want everybody to make sure and know that no animals were harmed during the making of this show. Um, very important out there. We're very, we're very pro environment here. Um, try to be as green as we can. So uh definitely. Uh Tony, let's let's talk a little bit more. Um you know, while we have you on the line here, I know that you've had a lot of opinion um about what's happening in the college football 
you know, the grand scheme of things. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit more about that, but real quick, um, you know, I just wanted to listen to this one more time. Oh, man, God, I, I hate that song, man. Yeah! All day, all day we're going to be bringing that out. Get ready, because the band is fired up. The band is fired up. So, Tony, I know that you've been telling me a lot about, uh, you know, what's been happening with college football and, you know, what you've been thinking about the ranking system and everything like that. So why don't you go ahead and, and tell, you know, everybody else out there what you've been talking about, because, I, I got to admit that I agree a lot with your opinion. Sure, sure, Doctor Ray. They ex- they actually play that uh, school song at the uh, Chiefs game sometimes. Part of it, anyway. Not all of it, but it's pretty cool. But uh, I just don't think it's quite fair. Like I can see how the SEC is the top conference in football. They're the top people to beat right now. But uh, I don't agree with uh, Oregon moving past Florida State. Um, with a one loss. I mean, the BCS is gone, sure, but uh, I feel like there's still some remnants of it. And I've always known it to be like, if you kept winning, that uh, that you'd make it to a good bowl or whatnot. And I don't. I, I feel like with the college playoff system, it's just not fair. And I feel like the people that run ESPN or whoever does the rankings right now really like highly favors everybody else above that conference, even though. I think the Pac, the Pac-12 and the ACC are pretty even, and the Florida State is one is on the nation's longest winning streak, plus a national title game against a top SEC, uh, a top SEC team, Auburn. I'm, I just don't see where they're getting that information that Oregon's better than Florida State right now. Well, you know, I think I think the biggest thing and and what's hurting Florida State right now so much is that. They did such a great job last year that everybody's holding them to the same barometer. And, you know, they, they, they've been exactly the opposite of last year. I mean, if you take only second-half stats, they're extremely dominant. But the first half this year has been atrocious for them. I mean, you know, it reminds me of Florida State when, you know, those years when Chris Ricks was there, when it was just atrocious and it was just, you know, you expect them to make a play and they and they do the opposite, you know. and even Jameis, you know, with six picks over his last couple games. I mean, you know, it's been tough to watch as a fan and nerve-wracking, but at the same time just amazing to watch them come back. And, you know, as I said before, show me another team that's undefeated. I mean, you don't even have SBS teams that are undefeated, you know. So, to me, it's it's – I don't know what they have to do to earn respect. You know, they won 25 in a row, which is the most since UM won 34 in a row back in, you know, 2001, 2002, and those were some of the best college football teams ever. You know, I think last year's Florida State team was probably up there as one of the best college football teams ever. You know, this week, this year, are they one of the best teams ever? No. Um, are they one of the best teams in the league right now? I mean, they haven't lost yet. You know, bottom line is, is they're, they're, finding, they're finding ways to win. And, uh, you know, one of the things that bothers me a little bit also about what's going on is that, you know, as you mentioned, the Pac-12 seems to be getting some love, more love than the ACC. Um, And it seems like they always make excuses for everybody else. But when it comes to Florida State, you know, it's like, oh, no, uh, you know, they just don't have a quality schedule. But, you know, there's, for example, Yes, sir. 
Dr. Ray, man, I, I, I don't know, man. All this talk, all these excuses, they all sound, you know, it sounds like you guys are uh, playing a violin over there. Why don't you listen to this, man? What is that? What is that? That's the most beautiful sound in college football, guys. That was the most obnoxious sound in my ear. I'm going to have to go to the ear doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No, man, you're going to have to find a better quality uh, clip than that one, my man. I think it was the UM fight song, but I couldn't really make it out. Um, That is the 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 UM UM fight fight song? song, brother. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're, you know, we're going to have to work on that one. Uh, we're going to definitely have to find you a better clip there. But, um, yeah, it's, it's all fair. <laughs> you know, we, we play the war chant. you got to play the U.M. fight song. But, you know, what I was saying was that, and, and this is my biggest qualm right now, is that they're saying that our schedule is, is, you know, soft right now. But this week we're playing a team that has been improving since the first game of the year. We're favored by two points only over, over Miami. And Miami's not even ranked right now at this point. You know, so if we win, great. We beat a ranked team that we were only favored by two points and we're not going to get any credit for it, okay, because Miami already has a couple losses, right? Now, if we lose, what's gonna, what is that going to mean? Oh, my God, oh, they, they have a loss now. And, and there's teams that have one loss that are ahead of us. But with one loss, FSU would probably drop even out of the top ten, you know, at this at this stage of the game because they lost to an unranked team in Miami. So no matter what happens this weekend, unless Florida State wins by 100 points, I don't think that they're going to be able to move up or jump up in the standings or anything, you know. But as long as they stay in the top four, I guess I'm not really too upset about it. Although I would like to see them play, um, you know, maybe a Mississippi State or maybe, you know, a team like that. Auburn, I mean, uh, excuse me, Alabama right now, and also uh, Oregon, th- those teams are both on fire right now. And there's a big showdown coming up between Alabama and uh, and Mississippi State. So, you know, we're going to see what goes on there right now. But uh, anyway, Tony, my man, I wanted to uh, thank you for coming on the show again today. It's always fun to have you on. Um, looking forward to seeing you uh, hopefully win this weekend and take down Boral Combat and we'll see what goes on uh, from there. And I know that we've got, uh, I think we've got LL Cool K uh, on the line right right here. Take care, Tony. And uh, I think we've got LL Cool K on the line here. Uh, Caitlin, are you there? Uh, Yeah, I am. Can you hear me? Uh, Sure can. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing great. It's good to have you on the phone uh, and on the show. How you doing? What's going on over in, in uh, are you in Missouri as well, too? Yeah, I am. It's really cold and boring, but other than that, everyone's just pumped for the Chiefs game on Sunday. There you go. Everybody's pumped for the game. That'll keep you warm, you know, uh, underneath the Chiefs Snuggie, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I got my Chiefs Snuggie, Chief Uggs, everything. A little trashy, <laughs> but it looks fine. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, glad to hear it. So, um, uh, what did you want to talk about tonight? Oh, I don't know, just fantasy football. I 
had a heartbreaking loss this weekend. I was pretty upset about it. But, I mean, the team was great. It was renegade. And their defense put up, like, 35 points or something crazy. I've never seen that in fantasy football before. 31 points. Excuse me. Yeah, he had a he had a big he had a big week, and uh, it, it seemed like it all actually went down on Monday night as well too. Um, you know that that game that that defense really pulled pulled through for him. Um, you know, late there, and and you were up, and I thought that you were actually going to take it. Um, so you I had a really good week too. as well too. But when um, Tom Strolls got the um, punt return for a touchdown, I was like, oh god, it's over. Yeah, but, I'm telling you. And you know, I thought I thought Jeremy Macklin was going to have a little bit better of a game, but I was a little bit tentative in in starting Jeremy Macklin. I actually told a lot of people to start Jordan Matthews because and this is another thing that a lot of people need to look out for is when when a starting quarterback goes down, a lot of times the uh the the second string quarterback comes in and he's going to have better timing with the second string wide receivers. And of course, Jordan Matthews had a, had a big game last week and caught a touchdown. And uh, Mark Sanchez had a big game for the Eagles as well too. But a lot of the first teamers didn't get too much. And if it wasn't for that punt return that Sproles had, you know, he wouldn't have had you know such a great game either as well too. But um, you know, so that's something you got to look out for there. But how are you enjoying the listener league so far? Um, I like it a lot. It's a little different to adapt to just point system wise from other systems, but I like it a lot. Um. All the teams seem pretty solid for the most part. It's not like you have anyone that you're like, oh, God, that person's definitely going to win. It's always been pretty close. And like you were saying earlier, there's a lot of teams that are tied, but it's really the point. Or not tied, I guess, but tied in terms of games. And it's really the points they put up that's going to make or break playoffs and who's going to come out on top. So Definitely, definitely. I couldn't agree with you more. I've said that before, and I'll say it again for sure. Um <clears throat> Anything else that you wanted to uh anything else that you wanted to add tonight or anything that you're looking forward to coming up? Um, not really. If anyone on the team is looking for a quarterback, I'm thinking about trading Tom Brady. So just let me know. All right, okay, I like it. Just sell it. You're just selling. Very nice. All right, we've got a fire sale. Tom Brady's on the on the chop block there. So anybody in the league that needs a quarterback uh, go ahead and give Caitlin a, a holler so that you guys can pick up Tom Brady. For what are you looking for back? Wide receiver, uh, tight end, running back. What are you looking for? Um, I'm pretty content with my right wide receivers. I'd like a running back. Then if I could get two players out of the trade, maybe another tight end. I picked up one that's pretty decent. Um, about a week or two ago, but just whoever has the best offer, I'll look at all of them. So. All right, I'd like to hear it. All right, Caitlin, well, thanks for coming on the show tonight. We definitely appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back on the show again next time. Okay, yeah, for sure. Have a good night. All right, you do the same. And um, we also have another caller on the line here that I want to get to. Uh, we've got Jason on the line here. Jason, how you doing tonight? Hey, Dr. Ray, how are things? Everything is wonderful. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, the other last week I was listening, I was trying to get on, but uh, I'm a I'm a long time first time kind of guy, and I uh, I've been trying to get on to ask you why Florida State keeps dropping the ranks even though they keep winning games, and I'm decided that it's because Condoleezza Rice has a hatred towards Jameis Winston because of extracurricular with women. What do you think? Oh, you know that. That could be a very viable, actually a very viable answer. Um, 
I would not want to be on Condoleezza Rice's bad side. And, and there's a pretty good chance Jameis is on that. You know, uh, for some reason, Jameis seems to be on, on everybody's bad side. Um, but one of the things that I really think is, um, you know, causing Florida State to, to drop in the rankings is the fact that there's no respect for the ACC right now. And the ACC, you know, the rest of the teams just aren't up to par with, I guess, the SEC and what everybody's looking at as the super conference out there. But, you know, and, and there's always, as I was saying earlier, these excuses that keep happening where, you know, that there's people that, that for example, the Arizona State uh, win, you know, over, um, or excuse me, the loss that Oregon had earlier in the year. You know, everybody kept talking about how their O-line was injured and all this was going on and all that kind of stuff was happening. And, oh, but now they're a much better team and all that stuff goes on. You know, I mean, we played Clemson without our starting quarterback, and we and we beat them, and, and we got no love for that. And, and Clemson, we, they kind of gave us the game more than we wanted. But at the same time, these good teams, they find a way to win, and I think that that's really important. But, um, you know, while we think still Clemson, have you, Clemson's kind of a golden dookie anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could say that. I, I think so. But, um, yeah, what do you think? What do you think the reason besides Jameis and Condoleezza Rice? I think Condoleezza Rice is a woman, and she can't keep her emotions in check. So some weeks she loves Jameis Winston, and the next week she hates him, and she just doesn't know why. And so they just keep dropping him down in the ranks. Plus the AC team <laughs> got that wonderful. Yeah, I, you know, I think it, it's, probably, it's probably a healthy mix of both of those. Um, but anything else you wanted to add, Jason, while you're still on the line? Do you think that uh, for next year's committee that they should allow women in? Oh, man. You know what? I got to say, I don't know how much Condoleezza Rice counts because she's the only woman admitted to an all-male golf course at the same time. So, you know, maybe she's just the only one that kind of fits right in, you know. But if you're going to allow maybe she, women in. Maybe, right? maybe she's got a little uh, – Extra ball bearings under the hood, if you know what I mean. <laughs> maybe she's like, uh, maybe she's Ray Finkel in, in Ace Ventura with the worst case of hemorrhoids ever. But uh, <laughs> Finkel is Einhorn. Finkel and Einhorn. Wait, is out, Big Ray. Good, good show, good show. <laughs> All right, my man. Take care. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Good luck this week. Awesome. Thank you. So that, that's Jason calling in. And, uh, man, great call tonight. It's been a great show tonight, starting off with Leah from Fierce Simplicity. Um, you know, and it, I don't even think we're going to have that much time to get into the health topic tonight. We've got about 10 minutes left on the show here, Manny. But what do you think? Is it, we, we've been, uh, what do you think about everything that we've talked about here tonight? What's going on over there on your end? Man, it's a great, great show, Dr. Ray. Um we had a bunch of callers in today. I, I'm I'm just looking forward to the UM FSU top three, and I have my top three right here. Let's go, you! Let's go to you. All right, well, why don't you go ahead and tell me. Let's start with your number three. What's your number three uh, moment there? Well, um, you know what? Number three, I'm going to go – I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back uh, not to the first game, uh, but actually to 1989 when they had to detain our mascot, Sebastian the Ibis, when um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he extinguished Chief Othiola's flaming spear and he had to be detained by the authorities. Um, there's a great, great picture here I'm looking online 
of them detaining Sebastian against the fence. Uh, and, you know, that's, hey, that's Miami. That's Miami for you, you know. We're we're not going to let you party at our party if 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 you're not invited. You know what I mean? So um that's just the way the way Miami people are. Look look what happened today. I don't know if you heard on the news. Um someone stole a uh NFL network truck, the the broadcasting truck. Imagine like an 18-wheeler being stolen from Sun Life Stadium that they were getting ready for tomorrow's Dolphins and Bills uh, Thursday night football game. Someone stole the truck. So, you know, it's this is this is my top – well, my number three and my top three when they had to uh, detain Sebastian the Ibis, our, our famous mascot. Yeah, that's a great moment right there. I, uh, I remember that one. That was a great one, um, 100%. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you my top three moment as well, too. Um, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I do remember that it had something to do with the mascot as well, too. And it was when the the Hurricanes, at the beginning of the game, all got onto the middle of the, uh, onto the, middle of the field up in Bill Campbell, up in, uh, at Bobby Bottom Field up in Tallahassee. And, you know, they wanted to disrupt Renegade from coming out and throwing the spear. Um, so the Hurricanes all got out there and started doing, you know, the Hurricane stuff that they do and jumping up and down and putting their helmets in the air. And then all of a sudden, Renegade came flying out with Chief Osceola, and I've never seen a team scatter so fast than when then Renegade was heading straight at them. And, and they just kept going, and all the Hurricanes got out of the way. And for me, that was awesome. Just to see them all scatter like that when they saw Renegade coming at them, that was a really cool moment as well, too. So. Looks like our top three moments so far have uh, our rene- our uh, our mascots wrapped up in them. So, uh, what's your number two? What do you think there? My number two has got to be uh, the game that started it all, man. Nineteen eighty-seven. Um, you know, number three against uh, number four, and um, Michael Irvin took a seventy-three-yard catch. And he put up Miami 26-19 with a little bit more than uh, two minutes left. Um, but at the end, uh, the Hurricanes pulled it off with a 26-25 win, and that and that's that's where it all ignited. 1987, man. That's that's my number two right there. Yes, sir. Okay, I like that one there. Um, well, I'm going to go for one that was actually a couple of years after. Um, and, you know, one of my favorite moments, and, and, you know, for me, like I said, uh, this is my favorite week of the year. There's nothing better for me than UM versus FSU, and, uh, you know, it's just rivalry week, man. I'm more pumped up this week than any other week out there, and my top two moment was actually in 1989, and this was when I was actually just, uh, and I remember seeing this vaguely, and, and, you know, I was super young at this point, but this was kind of the beginning of college football for me, and it was when, in 1989, the Hurricanes actually won the championship, but they only had one loss. And that loss was to Florida State. And Florida State ended up beating um, or ended up being second in the poll at the end of the year because Miami beat uh, Alabama to win their third national title. But, man, what a great game when uh, when the Hurricanes lost to the Seminoles 24-10 to in 1989. Um, you know, they thought FSU, I guess we thought that it was going to be a spoiler so the Hurricanes wouldn't make it. But 
at that point, the BCS, their strength of schedule still, you know, uh, excuse me, their strength of schedule still got them in. And that was a great moment, I think, for for the Seminoles to be able to say, yeah, even though you guys were champs, you still lost to us. Uh, so that was good. And uh, that's my that's my number two. So what's your number one, Manny? Well, my number one is uh, actually four, four games, to be exact. Four wide rights and one wide left. Do you remember them? 91, 92, 2000, 2002. Do you remember those uh, those games, Dr. Ray? How could I forget, especially 2000 and 2002, <laughs> when FSU was number one both times, and, you know, we ended up losing those games. And that was back in the day. That was during Miami's, you know, 34-game win streak as well, too. And, you know, to think that all it took was a field goal kick you know, that we could have disrupted that. And who knows, maybe we'd have the record right now if one of those kickers made those kicks. But, yeah, of course, how can I forget, man? Wide right, the story of my life right there. 100%, man. So, all right, well, let's, let me, I'm going to take you to my top moment. Um, you know, my top moment, there's actually two moments that I remember. And, you know, one of them I kind of feel bad about because I've got nothing, nothing but the utmost, utmost respect for Sean Taylor. He played for my favorite NFL team, which is the Redskins. I think he was one of the best safeties of all time, both in college and um, in the NFL. But my boy, Greg Jones, ran him smack over, and I'll never forget that moment. I remember I was so hyped up because Sean Taylor was a big hitter, and Greg Jones was just a beast in the backfield, and he just ran him smack over. And for me, that was awesome. Um, One of my favorite moments, you know. And then the other one was actually – a Miami guy that I actually played high school ball against, Roscoe Parrish. Um, I'll never forget the game. It was in the rain, and he came across the middle. And good old number 10 from Florida State, Stanford Samuels, just lit him clean up. And, I mean, it was probably one of the best hits that I've ever seen in my whole entire life. One of my favorite hits that I can remember, just seeing those legs fly in the air and looking at what was going on. And I think Stanford Samuels actually got hurt on the play as well, too. But I think Roscoe Parrish ended up in the hospital with a ruptured spleen or something like that. So, you know, I think that just really sums up, you know, what this rivalry is all about. It's got so much passion and violence and just – it's just amazing. Oh, yeah. and, and the passion and the passion that the fans have for their teams. You know, Miami fans, God knows I hate them. Um, and, and God knows that Miami fans hate Florida State fans, you know. But there's a mutual respect because, you know, I think it's the game that has the most NFL talent you know, that's ready to go, you know, before it gets developed, obviously. But I think that, you know, we're watching a preview of of what is going to be in the NFL in in, in a few years, you know. So I'm super excited about it, Manny. What's your favorite part about the rivalry? Well, man, I'm I'm very excited about the rivalry. It's always a good game, man. It's always good atmosphere. Um, uh, I am fortunate enough to be invited this Saturday. The Army has invited me and my family um, to to go out there on Saturday. We're going to have dinner with some Army personnel. They're going to be, uh, you know, commemorating some veterans and some fallen soldiers. I believe they're going to maybe say something about my brother and post them up on the on the Jumbotron. And they wanted me and my family to be there. But it's going to be a great, great game. I can't wait, man. I can't wait for Saturday, man. It's going to be amazing. And on that note as well, the the Dolphins are doing the exact same thing tomorrow. Um, they're, they're also honoring some veterans and uh, 
some surviving families, and they're they're taking my family as well to to the Dolphin games. So uh, I'll be at Sun Life Stadium for the rest of the week, man. Pretty much, can't wait, man. It's hey, gonna man. be a great, great week. That's, that's awesome, man. Well, pay rent over there, my man. But uh, <laughs> now that's great, man. An honor, an honor for the family, and, and I'm happy for you that you get to go out there, you know, and in the wake of such a tragedy that you know at least some good comes from it, and you know. Um, you guys get to enjoy that experience. But, you know, we got to get the show wrapped up here. Um, I want to thank Leah Petard from Fierce Simplicity for coming on tonight. Again, you guys check her out at fiercesimplicity.com. Uh, good, good uh, gift there for your girl if you match it up with, you know, a nice little vacay, a little getaway out of the cold from Missouri down to somewhere tropical. And that'll be good. So um, we'll see all you guys out there next week on, on the hot corner. And uh, don't forget to be well out there, all right? Take care, guys. for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out, too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide now on party-perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in-store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12-4, select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details. North Pole Hotline. We've decked the halls for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out, too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide now on party-perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in-store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12-4, select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details.